0: Welcome back to Worth Recovery and the Worth Recovery Podcast. My name is Amy. I'm your host here. I'm a sex addict. I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012, and I'm excited to be back with you today. I was just kind of dancing along to the entrance music. I know a lot of people that podcast don't listen to their own entrance music every time they record, but I do because I just love the song and I love the excitement that it brings into my life. I'm a huge uh, fan of brass instruments and jazzy music. And anyway, it's always exciting. So I am excited to be with you today uh, to talk about sponsoring. But before we jump into that, um, I just recently read in an article that I was reading, um, it said, remember, recovery is for those who want it, not for those who need it. So recovery is for those who want it, not for those who need it. And I just thought, like, how true is that? Sometimes I look around and my heart aches for those that are still suffering an addiction or trauma of any kind. There is another way of life. I want to whisper that in their ears. I want them to see how life can be different and how attainable it is to really be different. I really want them to live the life they have dreamed of living or at least take steps to get there, right? Right. And then I must remind myself of all of the nudges the universe and my higher power gave me throughout my life that I didn't see or I didn't pay attention to. Or maybe I heard it, but it felt so far out of reach that I didn't make an effort. I needed recovery, but at that point in my life, I didn't want recovery. It wasn't until I was hungry for change, it wasn't until I really wanted something to be different and was desperate for something to be different, that I made the efforts required for recovery. Recovery is for those who want it, not for those who need it. As I've worked with women over the last seven years, I've seen more who need it than want it. And I definitely lived a lot, par, large part of my life that way as well. I'm sure there were people around me who saw that I uh, needed it, but because I didn't quite want it yet, um, it wasn't a reality. I've also seen women who say they want it, but can't find the courage or the strength to actually change their behavior. I get it, because change is super hard. Recovery is super hard. It requires and asks everything from us. I still have things in my own recovery that I'm working on. I don't know if you can hear all those sirens, they're just blaring down my street there. Sorry about that. I still have things in my own recovery that I'm working on. I still have behaviors that totally take me out. And I still have things that I'm working on changing. I think that will forever be the case and I've really learned to accept that and really embrace it actually. I'm on a journey of continual improvement, not perfectionism. I'm not trying to attain the unattainable, just small little steps of continual improvement. Right now, I'm doing the very best that I can with what I know. And when I know better, I will do better. So if that is you today, if you're feeling like you want recovery and are struggling to find the courage or the strength to change, know that I see you today. I feel you today. I'm thinking of you today and I'm wishing you and sending you all sorts of courage and strength to be able to really make the changes that you want to. One of my favorite book series is um, The Allegiant Series by Veronica Roth. Uh, read the books, don't see the movies. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that because I haven't seen the movies. I just always love the books more, almost of everything I've seen. So I like books. But I love this quote from Tris. Um, she's the main character of the series. She says, quote, There are so many ways to be brave in this world. Sometimes bravery involves laying down your life for something bigger than yourself or for someone else. Sometimes it involves giving up everything you have ever known or everyone you have ever loved for the sake of something greater. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it is nothing more than gritting your teeth through pain and the work of every day, the slow walk towards a better life. That is the sort of bravery I must have now. She says that kind of at the end as things are settling down, but the big war. But that's the kind of bravery that we have to have in recovery. That kind of bravery that's the slow walk towards a better life. Uh, the work of every day. It's the kind of courage we need to grit our teeth through pain and the work of the every day. I'm sending you that kind of courage today if you find yourself in that situation I have been there. I have felt that way. Um, I felt sometimes it would be easier to just lay down my life than it would be to do the slow walk of the everyday. The slow walk towards a better life. So if that's you today, know that I'm thinking about you and I see you and I feel you. Um, Now, I have a huge announcement today, which I'm super excited about. Um, we've, I've been doing a lot of new things recently, if you've been uh, listening, trying to get back to podcasting more regularly, uh, back to my Tuesday-Friday schedule, which I'm working on. And then also, uh, we started dating and recovery, these intensives that I'm doing. Uh, that was super exciting. And so I'm excited to announce another new adventure today. And these are going to be a series of group coaching classes that I will be offering So many of you want to connect with more women. You want and need and have asked for support. And I'm coaching several of you through personal individual recovery coaching, and I'm loving every minute of it. And I want to make coaching and support more accessible for you, for all of you, for anyone who wants it. So I'm putting together these shorter, targeted group coaching experiences for you to participate in. And I am so excited. They're going to be smaller classes, 10 to 12 people, so we can all get to know each other. We're going to work together on an intense level, kind of, but for a a short amount of time, three months, 12 weeks, with a specific target in mind. Um, And then also we'll do some ongoing things as well. So I'm super excited about these new classes that I have coming out. And I've got several of them in the works, so I'm not quite ready to announce all of them. But I do have one ready to start. So this is called, the very first one we're going to start is called the Sponsor Academy. And it starts in just two weeks on June 12th. And I'm so excited to be doing this and to be spending some time with you. So this is how it will work, the Sponsor Academy. We will start on June 12th, and we will meet together every Tuesday evening for 12 weeks. So that's just two weeks from today. In this time, we are going to explore everything sponsoring. We will answer questions about what type of sponsor you are or want to be, how you start sponsoring, what boundaries you need, how to work steps with your sponsees, and what to do when they relapse, how surrendering works, all sorts of things. We're going to talk about everything sponsoring. Now we're going to be focusing our efforts on sex addiction and we'll work from all of the major S fellowship literature, including the green book from SAA, the purple book from SLAA, the white book from SA. We'll also spend time in the AA big book and the 12 and 12. So those will be our major texts. So we'll have five books that we'll kind of work from as well as the worksheets and the workbook that you're going to get from me. We'll learn together and we'll read together and we'll have time to report back and discuss. This will be a small group. We're only doing 14 participants so that everyone can get to know each other and really connect. We're also going to have a Facebook group for you to join and participate in the conversation and ask questions. I am so excited about this. It's something I've been working on and dreaming about for I don't over a year, I would say. And I finally... I'm going to make it happen and do it. And I'm really, really excited. Now you might be thinking, why sponsoring? Why are you starting here? So just so you know, sponsoring is the biggest request I get. Questions about sponsoring is probably the biggest request I get. So many of you email me and you ask how to find a sponsor. You share with me how difficult the sponsoring process is. You tell me about some, I would say, horror stories you've had with your sponsors. And, and I know that it's hard in the area where I live, we do not have enough sponsors at all, not even close. And even when I was in Seattle, I was gonna say when I grew up in Seattle, cause that's where I grew up in recovery, that's kind of what I call it. Um, we didn't have enough sponsors there either, not even close. There's a major need for sponsors in the S fellowships throughout the world. I know that there is a need for male sponsors and there is especially a need for female sponsors. And I want to be part of helping with that need. I'm so grateful to the women that came before me and paved the way for me. Women who had sponsors, women who were my sponsors. I know that that is not the case everywhere. For many of you, you might be the only woman you know struggling with sex addiction in some form and you don't even know where to start in working the steps or trying to connect with other women. Or maybe you know there are other women in your area, but they are relapsing or they're full and don't have space for you. Maybe you have the most sobriety in your area. Maybe you want to start sponsoring and you're scared to death to do it. I totally get that. The Sponsor Academy is for all of you. It's for all of you and any for any of you if any of the following circumstances apply. One, you want to work the steps and you haven't been able to find a sponsor. This would be a great introduction for you in that area. Two, you have a sponsor and you are working the steps, but maybe you would like some additional insight and some activities and kind of a broader perspective. Awesome. Join. We would love to have you. Three, maybe you are freaked out to be a sponsor, but you know it's the next step. There's a need in your area and you're feeling that calling but you just don't know where to start or how to do it. Or maybe you have some sobriety and you didn't have a sponsor or you lost your sponsor and so you don't know what to do. So this would be for you too. Or lastly, number four, maybe you are a sponsor and you just feel like your sponsorship skills could improve. Awesome. So if you fit into any of those categories, this would be an awesome place for you. I did an informal poll on Facebook just recently. I posted in several groups and I asked the same question. How essential was having a sponsor to your sobriety and recovery? I had 87 people reply, so I was excited about that. And of those 87, 79 of them said that a sponsor was essential to their recovery, especially to getting sober in the early stages. So that's 91% or 9 out of 10 people said that having a sponsor was essential. I feel like I could make a toothpaste ad, right? Nine out of 10 addicts recommends getting a sponsor. So all jokes aside, though, having a sponsor is essential to recovery. Now, in episode 35, it feels like a millennia ago, right? But it was just last year. Episode 35, um, I shared with you five reasons you need a sponsor in your life. I'll link to that episode in the show notes if you want to go back and review that. You can always find it on the archive, archive page of the website. I totally stand by this episode and the need for a sponsor in your life. You need to have a volunteer, a sponsor in your life that will show up and support you. And I'm, But I'm not going to go over those today. Today, I want to focus on why you need to be a sponsor, and the benefits that sponsoring brings to your life. That's what I want to focus on today and share with you today. My mom always told me that everything in the world is a great example. (laughs) Okay, so it might be a great example of how to do something and it might be a great example of how not to do something. (laughs) She always told me that. Yet everything is a great example. I have felt that way about the women in my life who have been my sponsors. I have learned from all of them. Amazing things, great things from all of them. Some things I'll never repeat again. And that's fine. And some things I still do to this day. Some sayings I still recite in my mind to this day. Some of the things that my sponsors told me. And then when it was my turn to be a sponsor... It was like everything I knew from them kind of just went out the window, out of my mind. Honestly, I felt like I was starting recovery almost brand new. Thankfully, I was working with a sponsor and she walked me through it and reminded me of all the things that she had already taught me and where I could go to find the answers I needed. Now, I'm not a perfect sponsor. I do sponsor. I'm not a perfect sponsor, not by any means. I was not a perfect sponsor then. I'm not a perfect sponsor now. We can't expect perfection in our sponsors. And sponsoring, though, does amazing things for my own personal recovery. I want to share with you five of the lessons I've learned from sponsoring. There are way more than five, just so you know. Hopefully, these will give you the courage to take the next step and start sponsoring yourself or to level up your sponsoring skills if you are already sponsoring. Now, these aren't in any particular order, and I had a really hard time narrowing it down to five, but I didn't want to give you like this massive laundry list of all the things I learned from sponsoring. So I picked five that I felt have been the most impactful in my life, okay? So here we go. Lesson number one, I have learned from sponsoring. And that is that sponsoring helped me find meaning and give meaning to my own story. Sponsoring allowed me to carry the message of my own personal recovery, carry my message. I know that you know that I believe that anytime I hear the stories of other women, I heal a little bit more. And anytime I'm able to share bits of my own story, I heal just a little bit more. Sponsoring allowed me to take my own personal suffering and turn it into good, a way that I could actually help other people. It helped give meaning to my own struggle and to my own story. I went from being the one that was broken all the time, right, the one that was in struggle and suffering, into being one that could actually help other people, even amidst my own struggle and even amidst my own brokenness, I could use that to help other people. It was a way to give back and to pay forward the gift that those had had gone before me and had sponsored me had so generously given. I remember being able to say to my early sponsees, I, I get that. I felt that way. I've been there. I did that. And seeing the relief on someone's face, Right. When we're able to, I remember that for myself when I said that something to my sponsor and she was like, yeah, I did that. And just that sense of relief and peace that came into my soul and being able to do that for someone else, being able to sit across from them and say, oh man, that is hard. I I did that too. And being able to see the relief in their face gave me a sense of meaning to my own suffering and to my own struggle, to my own trauma, to my own addiction. I remember a particular time I sat around a table with two of my sponsees. They were friends, all three of us were friends, and we shared with each other all the ways we had tried to masturbate without actually masturbating, right? So it was kind of a hilarious conversation as we were pretty vulnerable and shared some of the crazy attempts at masturbating without actually masturbating. And we were creative and we laughed. I felt like for hours over that. I still laugh about it when I think about that conversation. I left knowing that my own experiences had helped them feel accepted and part of the group. What had had always been something that I was ashamed about all of a sudden turned into this beautiful connection moment where we were able to really connect with each other and not be so isolated and alone. And that's one of the major lessons and gifts of sponsoring is that I find meaning in my own struggle and my own suffering by sharing that with other people. Okay. Lesson number two, sponsoring changed and deepened my relationship with my higher power when I agreed to be a sponsor, all of a sudden I had someone looking to me to say the right thing, to do the right thing. I was supposed to guide this person through the 12 steps. I remembered all the times my sponsor had said and done exactly what I needed. And I, I wanted to be that way. And I remember asking her about it and tell, you know, saying, I want to be the one that says the right thing. And her, her just being very humble about it and saying, Amy, I, I never say the right thing. I just say whatever my higher power tells me to say. And I remember thinking, oh, that's how this works, right? My higher power knows what this person needs, right? Their higher power knows what this person needs. And if I pay attention, if I ask, if I listen, if I pay attention, then I can say and do whatever they need. And so I learned the language of my higher power. I learned to rely on my higher power a lot more than I ever had for my own recovery. And I learned the language, like I said, of my higher power. I learned how my higher power would speak to me, uh, the different ideas that would come into my head. I learned to pay attention to those little nudges. I learned to pay attention to those thoughts that came into my mind about maybe what this person needs or wants um, I learned how to how to figure that out. Um, I have worked the steps with sponsees in ways that I actually never worked them myself. I did it because my higher power inspired me to look somewhere and to try something. I've never worked the steps exactly the same way with anyone, with any of my sponsees. Very similar, yes, but never exactly the same. And this is because I asked how to work it best. I asked my higher power, how would it work best when I work with Natalie? How would it work best with Jen? How would it work best with Susan? I asked, how would it work best in these scenarios? I ask, I listen, and I pay attention. And as I meditate and as I spend time in step 11, conscious contact with my higher power, then new ideas would come into my mind. And some of these things are now staples of my own recovery practice or those that I have sponsored. And they're things that I've either made up or I've tried because of the inspiration I felt from my higher power. I have a, my background is in curriculum and design. And so learning and curriculum design. So I, I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of experience in education and helping people understand concepts and in ways that will help them remember. And so many times I remember Um, just even recently. But when I was working with a particular sponsee, I would have like this kind of image of how I did something at school uh, flash into my brain. And I'd be like, oh, could I do that here? Could I adapt that activity to work with this step? And so many times I have learned to mesh those two things together. Things that I never really thought went together, right? Like my mathematical, educational background and recovery. And yet they melt together beautifully. And that's because truth is truth is truth is truth, no matter where you find it. And so my higher power really helped, I felt, really helped direct me to help these wonderful, amazing women in ways that would be impactful and helpful for them. And so lesson two that I learned while sponsoring is just it, changed and deepened my relationship with my higher power. Maybe I shouldn't call these lessons. Maybe I should call them gifts. The gifts of sponsoring, right? Gift one was that it helped me find meaning in in my own struggle and my own story. And gift number two was that it changed and deepened my relationship with my higher power. Gift number three. We'll call them gifts, not lessons. Gift number three. Sponsoring helped me confront and heal my own codependency issues. <laughs> I think if all addicts are honest with themselves, we are all codependent on some level. We seek validation from outside sources, and we allow, most importantly, we allow the opinions, emotions, and actions of others to hold us hostage and to affect, in a negative way, our own opinions, emotions, and actions, right? That is kind of that core basis of codependence, that I allow someone else's emotions, opinions, actions to hold my own hostage. Sponsoring helped me see that more than ever. So I remember the first time um, one of my sponsees relapsed. And, you know, I was new, she was new. It's going to happen, right? And yet, I remember crying for days when she relapsed. I felt so responsible. It's that rescuer in me from the drama triangle. I felt like I had let her down and that her sobriety was a reflection on me. Man, like talk about self-centered, right? I called my sponsor, uh, my amazing sponsor, who said something to me like this. Because she always calls it as it is. And something like... Wow, Amy, that's quite an ego you have. Not even God can keep someone sober if they don't want to be sober. You think you're better than God that you can somehow keep someone sober? Wow, right? Like, I remember just being floored and just wanting to get off the phone right then. Because talk about perspective. I had to learn that I'm not responsible for anyone's relapse. I'm not responsible for her sobriety, just like I'm not responsible for her recovery, right? Whether she fails or whether she succeeds, she and her higher power are responsible for that. Not me, not me even one little bit. I had to learn very clearly where the line of responsibility was, what I was and was not responsible for. And that really helped me to stare down this codependent attitude and um, codependency that I had within me, these defects that I have that lead to codependency. It really helped me to look at that. And I will be forever grateful for my sponsor who pointed out to me, like, I'm not better than God. If if her higher power can't keep her sober or force her to stay sober, then why do I think I can? And, uh, and that perspective really changed me in so many different ways. I also had to learn very quickly how to surrender... At a different level. Many times what Sponsi shared with me was super triggering and it activated my own lust or my own anger or other multitude of defects. Yet they had to be able to talk about it. Right. Just like I had to be able to talk about it when I was early on in recovery. And yet I was allowing their emotion to to take over my life. I was taking on their emotions as they expressed them to me. I was allowing their emotion, their lust, their anger, whatever it was, to take over me. And so one of the things I had to learn really quickly and one of the gifts that sponsoring gave me was how to be supportive without being enmeshed or codependent with their emotions. It was hard. It was really hard at first. But it's a gift that sponsoring has given me that has just changed my life. Because I'm able to talk to people and support people and encourage people and not walk away carrying or holding their emotions for them. I allow their emotions to be their emotions and my emotions to be my emotions. It doesn't mean I don't feel compassion for them or doesn't mean I don't sometimes get angry for them. But their emotions don't hold me hostage like they do when I'm being codependent. So I'm super grateful for that gift that sponsorship has given me in confronting and healing a lot of my own codependency issues. Gift number four. This is kind of related to that. But gift number four, sponsoring gave me a place where I could practice the relational tools that I was learning. So boundaries, conflict resolution, all those types of things that I was practicing, how to be empathetic, how to relate to people, all these new skill set, this new skill set that I needed to learn. Sponsoring gave me a place that I could practice all those relational tools. It's kind of the same, I mean a little bit different from from codependency, but sponsoring gave me a place. It was one of the first places really where I was able to practice boundaries. And particularly boundaries and conflict resolution. Because we were both in recovery and because we were both working on things, I could be very open with my sponsees and say things like, Wow, you know, I didn't handle that well. (laughs) I'm sorry. Can we try again? And I never got a negative response from that. Or I could say, I put up a boundary right there and you just kind of walked right through it. Even though I asked you to do this or asked you to respect this or asked you not to do something. And again, most of the time it was like, oh, that was a boundary. Oh, okay, let's talk about that, right? Or I could say, I didn't really respect that boundary that you put in place today. Wow, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm learning this boundary thing. It was one of the first relationships where I started with, I know you and I aren't always going to agree and we're going to have some conflict. As long as we're honest about it and discuss it, we can work through it, right? Normally in relationships, I try to avoid all the conflict as much as possible. And this gave me one of the very first relationships where I was able to openly start with, we're going to have conflict. And as long as we talk about it and we're open about it, we can work through it. It's when we hide it that that's not going to work. I also started saying to some of my new sponsees, P.S., I know you're going to lie to me. I did that with my sponsor. I lied to my sponsor. So as long as you come clean, as soon as you recognize it, and you talk to me about it, we're going to be okay. We want to move to be rigorously honest, but I know that we're practicing. I was able to practice so many relational tools in sponsoring. Things that now I practice with my other relationships on a regular basis. But sponsoring was one of those first relationships where I was able to really practice. It was good for them to see that I'm not perfect, that I make mistakes, that I'm still working. And it was good for me to be honest about making mistakes. And most of all, it was good for us to work together on coming to some kind of resolution about some of these things that happen in relationships. And so gift number four sponsoring gave me that kind of gift of a place to practice relational tools. Okay, the last gift I'm going to share with you today, sponsoring gave me was accountability. A greater level of accountability. I was only six months sober when I started sponsoring. And I was only on, I think, step six when I started sponsoring. So I really had to keep the momentum going. I had to keep up. I had to work hard. I had to stay sober. I can't help someone if I'm also not helping myself. If I'm not in a good place then I'm not really able to help others. Sponsoring gave me a new level of accountability than, the, than what I had with just myself. It wasn't my reason for staying sober. Sponsoring wasn't my reason for staying sober, but it didn't hurt to have people relying on me. I wanted to have things to share. I wanted to have knowledge. I wanted to have recent experiences to be able to say, hey, I read this or I tried this. I did this and and it worked for me. Maybe you could try that. Maybe you could look at this one. Maybe you could do that. In order to have those experiences to share, I needed to be doing my own work. If I wasn't doing my own work, I would not have experiences to share. I would not have things to try. I wouldn't have opportunities for them. So sponsoring pushed me to keep doing my own work, to keep working and to stay engaged in recovery. Even now, I still keep sponsoring because it keeps me engaged and it keeps me moving forward and it keeps me doing the things I need to do in order to to be able to help the women that I'm sponsoring. So the fifth gift that sponsoring gave me was accountability. Accountability. So these are the five gifts, lessons I've learned from being a sponsor. Gift one, I was able to find meaning in my own struggle and story. Gift two, um, I was able to change and deepen my relationship with my higher power. Gift three, I was really able to confront and heal a lot of my codependency issues. Gift four, I had a place where I could practice all these relational tools that I needed to learn. And gift five, a a gift of greater accountability. People counting on me to stay sober and to do my own work. I hope that, that that's helpful for you. I hope that you'll take the leap and start sponsoring. If you can't find a sponsor, find a woman who also needs a sponsor and maybe you can just group sponsor, do it together for each other. That might not be perfect or ideal, but you know what? It's essential, remember? Nine out of ten addicts said a sponsor was essential to getting them sober and staying in recovery. We need sponsors. Step up to the plate and make that happen. And I hope that you'll join us in the Sponsor Academy for the next 12 weeks. I would love to have you. Men and women are invited We're, of course, focusing on sex addiction recovery because that's my background. You can register on the website, worthrecovery.com. It's only $147, so $147. It's basically like $50 a month for the next three months. There are only 14 spots available and they open today. So join us Um, If we have more interested than 14, then we'll just start another cohort. I hope we have more than 14. I hope we have a lot. But if um, we're going to start with this small cohort of 14, and then we'll just start another group on a different night or something like that if we have more people interested. Um, Before we close, I just want to give a shout out to one of my previous sponsors who, oh man, who shaped my recovery and my life so much So I just want to thank you, Maureen, for everything that you've given to me. Your example of staying engaged in recovery has meant the world to me. Thank you for giving so much of yourself to me. I I feel like I can never repay you (laughs) for the amazing gift that you've given me in recovery of your friendship, of your support. It means so much to me. And all of you who have... been a support to me in some way, that's what keeps us going, right? Is to have that support. I hope that all of you will take that opportunity to sponsor someone else. Ladies, I hope that you remember that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter whether you have or do not have a sponsor or have or have not worked the steps, No matter if you can't find the courage to change right now, no matter what is going on, you are worth recovery. 100% worth it. I know that. And if you don't, you can rely on my knowledge until you do. You can make this happen. I believe in you. I think about you. I pray for you. And I love you. Until next time, Amy.